What's going on, folks? Welcome back to the Bearded Wisdom Podcast. I am your host, Les McDaniel, and I am pumped to be with you here today, despite that this is going to be a COVID-19 edition. And I don't mean we're going to be talking too much about COVID, except, except for to say that, well, I'm, I'm on the, uh, the mend of that, if you will, after an amazing retreat that I was at with the Front Row Dads. But here we are today. So forgive my little bit of congestion. And I'm, I just, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait till I feel better in order to actually come to you guys with some exciting things that are happening in our, my world. And well, you know, that's just, that's just kind of where we're at. And, and I, and I want to talk today about something that I think is very important to me, but, and, and that is about people of peace. And we're going to discuss what that is. But before we go there, I want to remind you where you can find me on all your social channels. First, you can find me at epicfusion.life on Facebook and Instagram. And you can find me at Bearded Wisdom on TikTok and on your YouTube channel. That is, that, that's where you can find me. Bearded Wisdom with Les McDaniel is the podcast. I'm, I'm thrilled to have you here. This show is here to inspire the uninspired, to unstick what is stuck, and to liberate the leader within you. And that is our goal today as we talk. There comes a time in life where you got to make a decision. You can write your own story or let someone else tell it for you. This is the show for that time. This is Bearded Wisdom with Les McDaniel. Well, we're going to start today. It's one of those things that oftentimes can keep us from liberation. Sad to say in our world today, some of those things are people. And you may be sitting there right now going, well, well, duh, less. Of course, people keep you from fully being liberated and fully, truly tapping into the fullness of everything you are and what could be. And and I just want to say that there may be some people out there today who are really wanting to start something in your life. I know what it's like to start things. My entire life has been being an entrepreneur and, and setting a pace and having to stand up for something that I believe in strongly and moving forward in the face of those who may be naysayers or or people who just don't quite understand the life of an entrepreneur or somebody who's willing to take the kind of risks in this life to, to fully express themselves and immerse themselves into what it is that is their giftedness. And I, I will be honest, the first person that we have to overcome so oftentimes in our own life is ourself. I've struggled many times to, to come and reconcile my own beliefs, my own journey, my own travels in this life, the experiences that I have, my, my experiences with the text and the, and the spiritual worlds that I allowed to come into me. I, I fully see this world in alignment through the worldview of Jesus Christ. I mean, that, that is the first and foremost, the foundational ele- element of who I am and where I start from. And yet, what that really means to me is not always what it means to everyone else that lives in the world of Christianity. And the tensions that I have found sometimes in that space are that I find myself at odds with the way that there is a, the way that things are proclaimed about the way of Jesus or the good news, as they say. I, I see things and read things and have studied deeply these, these nuances around what it means to be a follower in that space. And ironically, it's also the thing that keeps me the most handcuffed in my life to doing this very thing that I'm doing right now in business. And I think we try to separate these things as two different lifestyles. We compartmentalize our our life in such a way that we have a family life and a business life and a religious life or a spiritual life, depending upon who you are, or a social life. 
and we we struggle because sometimes these places don't necessarily reside and operate in a consistent manner that is according to the integrity that we may claim for our lives. And in some cases, that has us being found out as hypocrites, if you will. We, we pronounce a, a belief or a structure or a system, well, no matter what it might be. And we say, as a parent, for example, I may say, do as I say, not as I do to my kid, which is the worst form of parenting. And yet, oh my goodness, I've used it so oftentimes in those weak moments. And there's a place for that if you can actually make the claim with a deep regard and a sense of understanding that in that moment, you may be out of alignment with your values and your vision for your life. And in a confessional manner, I'm able to say something to my kids that says, hey, I know I didn't do that the right way, but what I'm asking you to do is not to, in this case, to follow the model of what, what you saw me do, but instead to hear my confession of what I wish I had done and move forward in a, a way that is better. Okay, that, that's where I land. People in my life can actually hear that as, as not as hypocrisy, but as a, a, a humility that resides within me as, as something where I can stand in the brokenness of, of things in my life where I don't necessarily operate the way that I had intended. But they can hear it in that and, and with the humility around the importance of what it looks like for me to actually attain a vision of something that truly resides within the values and vision I have for my life. Now, as I've approached this, one of the things that is difficult for me even to navigate with each of you is how I have tried to live consistently within the, this framework of, my, of the way of Jesus that I don't think is at, at all in opposition to other ways that, that are out there, whether it be the, the Tao or the Tao Te Ching, that is, or Hinduism or Buddhism or Judaism, or, or really most of the religions that I've ever studied, there is this underlying way that does reside at the core of who we are. And now I, I need to address this from a, from a, at least for my own sake, from a, a purely Christian perspective. Oftentimes when I say things about this is not, does not stand out of alignment with these other traditions, I, I get this feedback that really comes at me as though I am somehow making the world at risk of hell, to be honest, that, that I'm preaching a false message of truth or whatever. And, and I will be the first to tell you that I don't have all the answers with regard to how spirituality and religion should work. But I have some guiding principles that operate within me from, from the <clears throat> core traditions of the way, that is the way of Jesus, that I think are the heart for me. And these ways are what I'd really like to discuss with you today. And, and it starts with the two main subjects that, that Jesus ultimately says about not just a way of Christianity— but about around the way to live truly fully alive in, a, in, in full accord with our humanity, which is a divine image-bearing state. That is what humanity is. And in that divine state of being human, what we are living into is this notion of Jesus as someone who was there at the very beginning, according to John 1.1, you can say, hear it, and it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and it continues to just express this depth and richness that is an expansive description of the story of Genesis 1, which was that in the beginning, God created. And, and I, I take this to let, help my, my brothers and sisters, as well as those in our world, to understand that what I truly believe as the way of Christ is, is something that couldn't be in existence today unless it was spoken from the first day of creation. 
that big bang that you might call it out there in, in the science world, that thing that took the chaos of our world and, and created out of the colors of that chaos, this beautiful world that we live in, I believe that is literally the way that Jesus came to reveal to us and show us in full. And so in my day-to-day operations, whether I be, whether it be in business or being a parent or being a, a father, it starts with this idea of living in that way, which I believe is the essence of love. You see, love, according to our, our, the story of Jesus, is summed up in the law with two loving statements. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. I can't know that I can get any more clear as to what it means to be fully, transparently walking in the way, except for to, to recognize these three ways of love. Loving God in the expression of how I love myself, which then I extend to my neighbors. And in that loving relationship, I, I truly am able to exemplify the essence of what it means to be a person of peace. And in that being a person of peace, it means that I, I don't walk with this expectation that everything is transactional. I don't walk in this way that truly what it means for me it is, is that you need to accept what I have to say or I have to be accepted in order to walk in this way. To the best of my ability, what my goal is in this life is to truly serve this world in a way that is loving, the way that I love myself and the way that I try to extend that love to my neighbors is the essence of how I try to love, and, and I believe I am loving, this thing called source, God, Father, Mother. I don't, I don't care what you call this thing that is unbelievably, in a, in, there is no ability to truly capture it in a word. But whatever it is that, that decided to start this thing, at the core of it, I believe resides in the spoken language of the word that was spoken by God the way of Jesus, and I, I, need to, I need to clarify, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That statement tells me that in the beginning, when, when we hear the words, and God said, let there be, that the let there be was the essence of creation, of everything. And when I truly say, let there be, I am co-creating this world alongside of God because I have been given the gift of operating within that divine image. And in that divine image, I am like Jesus, the incarnate walking ambassador of this way of life, not needing to convert someone into this way of life, but trusting that when people fall in love with me and I fall in love with them and I share this love with them, that God is doing something in them that is beyond anything that I can control, understand, know, manipulate, change. And people can see through it when it's something other than that. When I, when I have an agenda of trying to fix something in someone, it presumes that I, I've got it all figured out for myself. And the only judgment that I can render on this world is the judgment that I am willing to receive for myself. And my goal is, is to ask for forgiveness in any case, in every case in which that might occur for my life. And when I can say, Father, forgive me, I can also look out upon the crowd that, is, that has maybe hurt me or broke, been broken and, and has not been perfect or hip, hypocrites to me or whatever you want to call it, or to us or to our world. And I can look upon them in the same way that Jesus modeled for me on the cross for others. And he says to those who were actually killing him in the moment without a confession from them, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And in that moment... When I can pronounce forgiveness over others as Jesus also pronounced forgiveness over me and the multitude and the many, 
In that moment, I exemplify the, the essence of the way. And for those of, that are out there that would, would look at me and look at others like me who are simply trying to love others and, and trust that, that just as God reigns on the evil and the good, so we say, so the Bible says for that matter, that in that way, when I don't seek to raise my judgments up and withhold my love from those who are out there in this world who may not fall in align with, alignment with my beliefs or my thoughts, that I still can love them, then I would challenge anyone to call that, that a model that, is, that needs to be torn down. And that's okay, because people who don't fall in alignment with this idea that love is the only way, and that love conquers all, and that love can cover for a multitude of sins, and that when someone loves me enough to give me, as one who follows Jesus, a cup of cold water, that the least of these, that to the least of these, that when someone does that, they will not be forgotten. That is according to the scripture that many want to condemn me with. I think it's important for us to recognize this as a, as a key to all of life. And if you are mistaken this as some sort of sermon going on or something like that, what I want you to hear me say in this is not that this is a sermon, but this is the way that we as humans were meant to live and thrive. There's not one religious tradition that I've seen that doesn't actually stand for this way of love. Now we can talk about extremists, but I can say the extreme Christians are the same way. We know that January 6th had many comments about Jesus as somebody they were following while they stormed the, the, the Capitol on the Hill. So I'm not claiming that this is perfect. And I'm not judging those people for what they did. What I can say is, is that that does not align with what I believe the values of Jesus. It just doesn't align. And so today, as we move forward into this, we're going to continue this conversation about people of peace because I think it's an important one. Because there's a lot of people out there who today may be screaming at you about what they do or don't like about you or things that make you feel good. Maybe you, maybe you feel really good when people pat you on the back. That could be also something that could be hindering you from truly tapping into the people of peace in your life. It could be that somebody is whispering a, a, a sweet nothings of that you are nothing in your ear. I don't know if they're sweet nothings, but they're nothings. And I think that those are people that can be those who really hurt you. And there could be those who can be direct opponents of your message. And I, I do want you to have the humility and the resolve to be able to stand with those comments and to ask yourself if you can truly face the, the music of those who hold your feet to the fire. Because I think it takes a true, how can I put this? A true believer of truth in their own truth has to stand in humility alongside of that truth that they, that they hold. And they don't hold it tightly as though it is something that they have 100% mastered or have it. Otherwise, we are just worshiping some sort of idolatry. When the ideology of our, of our life, this, the way becomes the thing we grab hold of and won't let go of, it becomes the idolatry that we no longer are actually worshiping this thing that is bigger than that truth, but we're worshiping something smaller. We're, we're worshiping something much smaller than that, that God that we say we serve. So. I'm going to pause here today, and we're going to move forward into the people of peace tomorrow a little bit more. But for now, I just want, to, want you to hear me say, if you aren't following in suit in your path with love as the, at the forefront, you may be finding a lot of resistance right now. But don't be fooled that if you are seeking to live into that loving pathway, when others don't quite swallow the fullness of what you understand that love to look like, just know that you're not in the wrong 
You're just simply facing the same struggles that Jesus faced in his day, or that every leader that, that was before him, whether it be Buddha who was mocked at times, or the, the many priests who have had to face the, the crucible of, of sorts, to, that, of, that, that their, their beliefs may not be held up to the standard of what the party lines tow today. In fact, I would stand with today the idea that if you are towing a party line, maybe you may need to find a new way to, to love folks because towing a party line does not necessarily mean that you are in the right. And you will have a certain vote there. But the true test of love is when you can let go of the lines and begin to understand that the fullness of Jesus, the fullness of the way, the fullness of love, the fullness of, of the Buddhist light, the, the way of Hinduism and the, and the truth that resides in, in how we approach our day-to-day working and living and operations, it has to be in this, this idea of doing the, what's good for the highest good of all people that we are involved with. So there is the challenge for you folks. I love you all and I look forward to continuing this journey over the next couple of days with you. So peace to you for now and we will talk soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bearded Wisdom Show. You got a buddy or friend who needs to hear this. Please send him a link and don't forget to hit that follow button so you can come back and hang out with Les every day.